Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Well, good day, and uh, let's see. What, uh, happy Hanukkah. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, someday of Kwanzaa, I think. Uh, but anyway, the bottom line is Saturday, and you're here with me in the Odyssey Good Life studio. Thanks for joining us. I hope you do it every week. Uh, today, yeah, we're going to talk about bubbles. Champagne, sparkling wine, Prosecco, Cava, you name it. And uh, I've got a good lineup of some of my favorites at goodlifeguy.com, as well as a rather lengthy uh, blurb about bubbles and why. So you can go there and look, uh, whatever. But, uh, But I will also pontificate from the good life seat here and uh, let you know my thoughts on the different types of bubbles, uh, where they come from and why, what's the difference, what you'll pay more for, what you can get that provides great fun uh, for less dollars. So without further ado, if, if, if you haven't been drinking sparkling wine, what's wrong? Yes, it, okay, celebratory, it is. Birthdays, holidays, Christmas, New Year's, whatever. But the bottom line is a well-made sparkling wine. And let's just say that when I say sparkling wine, it includes champagne, beautiful bubbles made in the traditional method from the region of champagne in France. And it also includes everything else, high quality bubbles from California, uh, all manner of sparkling wines from South Africa and the UK and and other places in France where they don't call it champagne, they call it, the, for example, Cremant de Loire, some of my favorite and some of the best buys. Uh, so s- sparkling wine is one of those things that uh, until you get involved and taste several different ones, you may not even care how it's made. But how it's made and where it's from are two of the biggest things that drive not only the quality that you put in your glass, and we'll touch on glasses too, by the way. Um, But more importantly, the cost. Obviously, champagne imported from France tends to be the most expensive. And we'll start with that, uh, with champagne and the traditional method. And the traditional method, method champenois, uh, is the most Labor-intensive, the most, uh, it does the best job of putting bubbles into still wine. But it all starts with still wine. And again, no matter what region or type of sparkling wine we're talking about, it starts with a still wine. And here is really the first big difference. When we pick 
Chardonnay grapes to put in a Chardonnay bottle. It is, ripeness is a big deal. It, it controls what the alcohol volume will be. It controls the mouth richness and roundness. And it's ripe fruit Chardonnay. On the other hand, for sparkling wine, the grapes are usually harvested early at a lower sugar level. And they're usually bone dry and high in acid. The three primary grapes from the region of Champagne are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. And you go, hey, wait, Pinot Noir, that's, that's a red grape. Yes. But don't forget, all grapes with limited exception, the juice, if you squeeze the juice out of the grape or cut the grape open and dribble it on a piece of white paper, is clean, clear. If you want to get color, you leave it soaking on the skins. And oftentimes with Pinot Noir, they'll do that to make a Brut Rosé, for example. Okay, but I digress. Those three grapes are the primary. And in Champagne, one of the things that makes grapes from that region so perfect for making sparkling wine is this beautiful white, chalky, uh, well-drained soil that allows the grapevines to produce maybe a grape that's not perfect for a typical Chardonnay, but it is perfect for to make a sparkling wine out of. So you pick grapes early, you ferment them just like you were making still wine. Well, you are making still wine. And the difference is, if you ever have an opportunity to taste that, I know at Chandon they used to do it. Uh, if you're ever out in California, it's a Chandon Vineyard in California, which was the first, by the way, French influence uh, production region in, in California. Uh, to taste this still wine before it goes into secondary fermentation. Um, is it pleasant to drink like what we're used to drinking? Nay. It is bone dry and high acid and low alcohol, uh, usually in the 10 to 12 regime in that, that neighborhood. But here's where the fun happens. The still wine is put into, method traditional, the bottle in which you will pour it from. It's inoculated with, uh, depending on where you are and uh, who you are, it's, <laughs> it's inoculated with a... A, a, a source of sugar, a source of uh, some yeast, and then it's capped with like a bottle cap traditionally. And, and you're going, what? A bottle cap? This is for the secondary fermentation process. The bottles are set on their sides, usually with the nose, the, 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 the opening of the bottle pointing down at about a 15-degree angle. And why is that? As the secondary fermentation takes place in the bottle, it spits off some yeast, the dead yeast cells, and they trickle down and form a, a plug, if you will, in the neck just below the bottle cap. That's important. And to aid that, the bottles are riddled. In the old days, these bottles would be stored in a, a large teepee-style 
wooden rack with holes cut that hold the bottle at an angle, and they would put a chalk line in the punt, the bottom of the bottle. And that's so teams of Riddlers, not Batman Riddlers, teams of Riddlers could go through and turn the bottles a quarter turn on a regular basis every day. And that would aid in these dead yeast cells falling to the neck of the bottle. And then the process uh, continues and what results from secondary fermentation in a closed environment is carbon dioxide and makes beautiful bubbles in the wine. Now you have the problem of getting that cap off, getting that plug of yeast cells out of the bottle and sealing it with a cork in a cage to hold the cork and foil to make it look pretty and keep dust out. If you ever have a chance to go to a sparkling wine producer in California or anywhere, uh, it's all done the same way, and we have come such a long way. It used to be the bottles were transported slowly through a bath of highly salted, very cold, ice-filled water, neck down. Now we have integrated into a champagne bottling line a solution of very cold liquid. There's different formulas of what's in that liquid that literally freeze that plug, that, that plug in the neck of the bottle. It goes, the bottles truck along. When they get to the end, they're flipped upright, and this machine kind of, uh, uh, well, it's like a beer cap opener, but it's automatic and does more than one bottle at a time, flips the cap off, a loud and thunderous pop as that plug of dead yeast cells flies out. Then they're put into a regular bottling line going down the track, and they head to an area where the dosage is added. This is where the winemaker decides, is the wine going to be have a little sweetness and be called an extra dry? Is it going to be a brute with a hint of sweetness for mouthfeel? Or maybe it's going to be an extra brute or a brute natural where they add no dosage. And then the cork goes in, the cap goes on, the little twisty thing turns five turns clockwise, and foil goes over the top. The bubbles are, the bottle is wiped clean, labels are installed, and it goes in cases to be uh, stored. And this storing process is important. Uh, in Champagne, uh, four or five years is not uncommon. Two years, I don't quote me, two years I think is the minimum. And it's stored, again, nose down, clear of the yeast, and it's stored for an extensive period of time while that yeast plug is still in there. And that's what gives champagne that yeasty kind of aromatic. But uh, that's the, the, the traditional method, the classic method, if you will. It's uh, labor-intensive. It's deeply involved. Uh, and it's not the only way. If you wanted to do it in bigger volume and not cost as much and make it easier, you would do the Charmat method, C-H-A-R-M-A-T. And that allows you to take the still wine, 
put it into a large, and I mean, let's call it a thousand gallons, stainless steel vessel that is temperature controlled to keep it cold, and it is pressurized. And that's where the secondary fermentation, you would inoculate it with yeast and sugar. That's where the secondary fermentation of the still wine would take place in a great big substitute for a bottle, a stainless steel pressure-controlled vessel. When it's done, it then is transferred to bottles, and we don't have that problem of yeast collecting in the neck of the bottles because you leave it in the stainless steel tank. That's the Chamart process. There's a couple other ways that we'll talk about in a minute, but I've been rambling on. We need to take a break and pay some bills. Uh, I'm glad you're with us today. We'll talk more about bubbles. Uh, Jamie Stratton joins us in the second half. We'll talk about some of the great deals at Jacob Liquor Exchange, some of our favorite memories of bubbles, and some of our favorite ways to enjoy champagne or sparkling wine. Again, go to goodlifeguy.com. I've got a photo of of really five of my very favorite bubbles. One from the U.S., one from Cava from Spain, uh, Balfour from the United Kingdom, a, a, a Cremant de Alsace. Uh, I, I wish I had a Cremant de Loire because those are others. And then a really fine Prosecco, all of them highly rated. You can get them all at Jacob Liquor Exchange. We'll be back right after this short break. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 